1: And that's the same knowledge that we have when we rely on the blood of Jesus and what it has accomplished for us to have complete appeasement with God. Solomon writes in the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, it's the book of wisdom for life, and a big factor in life is where you put your confidence. So he said in Proverbs 3.26, Proverbs 3.26, the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Proverbs 14, 26, 14, 26, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. How do we get this confidence? How do we get this confidence? Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's just gazing, put on the windowsill of heaven, the, the windowsill. It's a gazing and take time, take time. It doesn't just happen from hearing a message or singing a song that there's power in the blood, there's power in the blood. It happens when quiet time is taken, to stop all the other urgencies, all the other distractions in life and just take time to look at the blood of the Lord Jesus to consider all that he did for us. Just like I was just mentioning those five sacrifices. Why? Because this is the key, this is the secret that God gave in Isaiah 30, verse 15. Isaiah 30, verse 15, God said to Israel, for thus saith the Lord God, the the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness, in confidence, quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Sad, 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 sad words about Israel. You would not. That's what we just sang. Take time to be holy. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Let it. The world rushes on. S-s- much time spent in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be, My friends, in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. This boldness reflects itself in a speech we speak. Boldness reflects itself in in talk, and this is what was seen about Paul. Paul, when it says in Acts twenty eight thirty, Acts twenty eight thirty, Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all them that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him, with all confidence. It was a great confidence that Paul had when he taught and when he spoke. This is the confidence that drove Peter and John when they were speaking, even though they were risking their own life to do so, in Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13, it says, now when they saw the boldness or the confidence the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled, they took knowledge of them. They had been with Jesus. That was the key to their confidence. It tells us the secret there. Our confidence in the blood of the Lord Jesus comes in direct proportion to how much time we spend alone with Jesus. Our, our boldness to witness comes in direct proportion of how much time we spend alone with the Lord Jesus. This confidence is so important. It's so important. In Hebrews, it makes a big point about this throughout the book. In Hebrews 3, 6, it says, hold fast the confidence. Hold on to it. You know, it's just uh, to the end. It doesn't matter how well a person starts in their Christian life. It matters how well they finish. So it says, hold on. In Hebrews, Hebrews 3, uh, 6, it says that. Hebrews three fourteen says, It says, we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, steadfast unto the end. Hebrews 10.35, Hebrews 10.35, it's it's a picture like you're on a boat. It's a picture on on a boat and you gotta cast things overboard just like they had to do in Paul's day, cast things overboard. And it says in Hebrews 10.34, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Now then you notice that in verse 19 it uses this word brethren. Having therefore brethren, boldness to enter in. Now brethren is, is a very important word and, and, and it's, it's used a lot now and everybody is this brother and that brother and the other brother. And, and so it becomes a question of what makes a person a brother? What makes a person a brother? Does attendance at the same church make him a brother? The verse tells us that is implying here that a person is a brother if he has the same confidence in the blood of the Lord Jesus of what it accomplished. That's the shared confidence in the accomplishments of the blood of the Lord Jesus that makes a person a brother. When a person says, yes, yes, I have confidence that the blood of the Lord Jesus removed my sins, redeemed my soul, covered my sins, reconciled me to God, cleansed me within, gave me peace with God, justified me, gave me white robes, sanctification, overcoming, and here, entrance, then that's what makes a person a brother. That's what makes a person a brother. Boldness is the confidence in the blood of the Lord Jesus. And now we see what this boldness does in verse 19. Boldness to enter into the blood of Jesus. This, is, this verse is all about entrance, enter into. It's a, it's a, in order to appreciate this enter into, again, imagine yourself, imagine yourself back in Moses' day and what it was like for us. We already saw what it was like to have the burden of all those five sacrifices to get it right with all the specifications. Now think about, and you can go over there next door, you can see it. Now think about what the holy of holies is would have been like for us the holy of holies was off limits for us only explained to us but never seen it was a place that we had never seen just heard about never could have imagined ourselves setting foot inside the holy of holies where god was we could not enter as far as the tabernacle was concerned the the outer court was this far and no farther that's what it was for us we just had no access to the Holy of Holies. We had no access to the holy place. You know what the Holy, holy, holy of Holies for us was sort of like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when it says in Genesis 3.23, Genesis 3.23, therefore the Lord sent, forth, sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed in the east of the Garden of Eden cherubim, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way to the tree of, of the tree of life. So Adam and Eve, they were in the presence of God, where God was, in the Garden of Eden. Just uh, It's interesting that the Jews today, when they refer to heaven, they call it Ganidan, they call it the Garden of Eden. But their own sin, Adam's own sin, Eve's own sin, drove them out of the Garden. That's what caused them to be driven out of the Garden of Eden. And in the same way, our own sin caused us to be driven out of the presence of God, just like Adam and Eve. And the last thing that they would have had, or we would have, is a boldness to enter into the holiest, as described here in Hebrews 10, 19. For any person to say that without the blood of Jesus, that I'm going to just boldly march into God's presence, is suicide. It's suicide, so, when we think about this in Genesis three and being driven out and the and those Genesis three angels with their flaming sword flat going every direction, how can a person have boldness to enter into the holiest? You remember how when I was talking about how the worry that you have that you got all the, the sin offering right, and how you worried did the priest really sprinkle the blood of my sin offering before the veil of the holy place, and did he apply my, the, sin of my, the blood of my sin offering to the horns of the incense altar in the holy place? Well, you and I could never go into the holy place, so, so, because that was only for the priest. So, and for sure, we could never go into the holy of holies where God was. Only the priest went in there once a year on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And the restriction of this access into that holy of holies is what is emphasized in Hebrews 9.7. In Hebrews 9.7, where it says, but into the second, that'd be the holy of holies, into the second went the priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. That's a pretty frightening verse. That was a pretty frightening time for the high priest to go into the holy of holies once a year. You imagine the fear and the trembling of the high priest as he as he was going over in his mind. I gotta make sure I got it all right. I gotta did I really get it all right? I mean, what kind of a checklist did he have? I don't know. Because if he didn't, he had one expectation that would be to die. They even tied a rope, and you can see how it was depicted over there. They even tied a rope around the ankle of the high priest just in case his sacrifice was was not accepted. And they had to get his dead body out there. You're going to go in there? No, I'm not going in there to get him. So they need a rope so that they could pull him out of the, uh, the Holy of Holies there and, and, and try to imagine the high priest. Try to imagine the high priest before he went into the Holy of Holies. And just think of the anxiety that he felt. He's got that marked on his calendar. You're going into the Holy of Holies, the Day of Atonement's coming up. You're going to risk your life again. I mean, just think of that morning, you know, he says goodbye, he kisses his wife and his kids, and, and, and everybody knows that he may not come back. He may not come back today. This could be the last mission. And just think of how he felt as he's getting, getting, being made ready to go into the Holy of Holies and his other priest co- 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 colleagues there are tying the rope around his ankle. I mean, you know, just in very tense time. Now, just imagine now how all of this has changed with Hebrews ten nineteen. Just imagine how it all changes now in verse 19. Now he's got a boldness to enter into. It's an absolute contrast with the fear and trembling of the high priest. And imagine how the high priest entered into the Holy of Holies on the day of atonement. You know how he entered? It said not without blood. You know how he entered? I'll show you how he entered, like this. That's how he entered. I got the blood here. Here it is. Here it is, you know. Look, Lord, uh, I, uh, I, I know, I, I know, I know that I've sinned. I know the people have sinned. Don't look at me. Don't look at them. Just look at this blood. Just look at this blood. Because it, it was from an innocent animal. So he, as he approached with the fear and the trembling, maybe he's sh- shutting his eyes as he's walking up there in fear. And he's relying on the blood that he's got to, to offer. And, 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 I mean, that was a pretty terrible job for that high priest, and maybe he was thinking to himself, "Why me? Why didn't I end up? Why did I end up as a high priest? I could have been a baker instead, you know, been a lot better." But, but he did it, and everything depended on the blood that he was holding out, it, it, the blood that he was holding out. And that's that. that, that the, and, and now you look at the the last part of verse 19, and put it in the context of the priest, the high priest, enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By the blood, but he entered into the holiest. Do do we enter into the holiest by a blood of the goat? No. That's how the high priest entered into the holiest as he held out the blood of the goat. The high priest entered into the holiest by the blood of the goat. The high priest trembled in fear as he held out the blood of the goat. And we can imagine the high priest thinking to himself, there's got to be something more valuable than the blood of this goat to protect me from, to protect sinful me and to protect sinful nation, Israel, from God's judgment. So this is the high priest, he's thinking this, he's thinking, he's thinking Hebrews 10.4, Hebrews 10.4, as he's sitting there saying, it's not possible, it's just not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Now, What the high priest was thinking was, I know that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sins, there's got to be a better offering coming, there's got to be a better offering than the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Now, with that image in mind, now you look at Hebrews ten nineteen when it says, "Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus." No more goats, no more bulls. I mean, we don't come into God's presence with fear. We don't come holding out the blood of some animal. We come into the in, in, with boldness into the God's presence, holding out the blood of Jesus. I remember one time I was up in Ontario, California. I was, I, I, I was buying goats for our lab. I, I bought goats. I always bought the worst goats. I don't know. I'm not a good goat buyer. Don't ever have me buy a goat for you. Anyway, I always bought goats. They look so great, and then I get them home, they die, you know. They're... But I, I I was up there, and I, I bought like, I think that day, I bought like 50 goats. And, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, that way, oh, that? oh, okay, oh, 45, 50, oh, okay, you know. And everybody was kind of staring at me and said, you fool, don't you know? But anyway, because they always bring these goats that are ready to die, and they shoot them up with combiotics, and the goats are like, you know, and then they die when I got home. But okay, it doesn't matter. So I was there buying these goats, and this guy comes, This guy said, hey, hey, would you, would you help me here? And I said, yeah, sure. So he, he had this one goat, and, and he was like, uh, he wasn't very good at it, but he was trying to, well, not that I was better, but anyway, he was trying to tie his legs with a, with a coat hanger. He was to kind of tying up the legs, and we were putting the goat in the trunk of his car, so we got this goat with tied with the coat hanger, and we're putting in the coat the the, the, the trunk of his car. And I don't know, I just happened to say, so what's up with the goat? What do you want the goat for, you know? And he said, Oh, he said, My wife is sick, and I gotta sacrifice this goat so my wife will get better. This is our day, this isn't thousands of years ago that this happened. How much we have? by being able, able to enter into God's presence with the blood of Jesus and not on a goat. Now, so this is what we see now. We see this great thing about this accomplishments of the blood of the Lord Jesus. And think, how, think how, how, how frustrating if we were back in Moses' day, it would have been for you and I to not have any access where God was in the Holy of Holies. Think of that great veil. You can see the, the portrayal of it over there. It stood in the way of the Holy of Holies, it was a symbol of the tremendous obstacle that stood between you and me and God. No access, no way to come to God, no direct access. It was a, but But it all changes. When there's the once for all sacrifice, the veil rips from the top to the bottom, from the top to the bottom, just like God put his hands on it and ripped it from the top and it ripped all the way down. Because he said, access, access now. That's what it, Hebrew, uh, Ephesians 2.18, Ephesians 2.18. For through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Access. That's what it's all about. Access. Access. And then Hebrews 2, 19, next verse. Hebrews 10, 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Wow. It's, it's made us fellow citizens. It's made us fellow family members because what happened to us and because of the blood of the lord it's romans 8:15 romans 8:15 you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father daddy father the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god we come to god saying daddy daddy father father abba abba all this happened because all this happened because, we, because, of the, because of the blood of the Lord Jesus. It opened up the way. When it says we have boldness to enter, it means it opened a way that was closed before. It, it bulldozed the way open for us. It ripped. It caused the ripping of the veil that kept us out. All that happened there. And now, and now we have a, 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 an ability to get close to God to come to where God is, to be, to, to, to be loved by God. You know, it's very interesting that when when Joseph was being reconciled to his brothers and he said to them in, in, in that great chapter, chapter 45, Genesis 45, in Genesis 45, it's, a, it's all about uh, the most shocking words they ever heard before. I need Joseph. I am Joseph. Oh, they couldn't even, they, it says they, they, they couldn't speak. They were so afraid. But Joseph said, in Genesis 45.3, Genesis 45.3, Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live. His brethren could not answer him. They were troubled at his presence. That's an understatement, by the way. Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me. That was his message. Come near to me, I pray you. They came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. The relationship was renewed when they came near to Joseph. It's the same thing with us and God. There's no relationship with God until coming near to God, approaching to God. You can't come near to God until the Lord Jesus, unless without the blood of the Lord Jesus, you can't. Because Hebrews ten nineteen is all about opening up a closed way, By the blood of Jesus. This is so important. By the blood of Jesus. Adam and Eve were driven out. The blood of Jesus brings us in. It brings us in. It makes the cherubim, with their flaming swords that are going this way and that way and staying, came out, come out. It makes the cherubim lay down their sword and now say, come, let me help you. Come in now. Now come in. The well, the the guarding cherubim now become the welcoming cherubim all because of 1019 1019 hebrews 1019 which is really when it says the blood of jesus it's saying the blood of jesus means now enter now come in now and don't just timidly squirrel in but come in with boldness because that's what the accomplishment of the blood of jesus does for us it gives us this marvelous boldness this great boldness marvelous truth marvelous truth that we have here And so David says in Psalm in Psalm thirty four three, come on, Psalm thirty four three, come on now, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt His name together. And can't you just see David taking us by the hand? Says, come with me, come on, we're going to magnify the Lord together. We're going to exalt His name together. And and, and really, what David is saying there, come on now, let's magnify the accomplishments of the blood of Jesus with me. Let's exalt the accomplishments of the blood of the Lord Jesus together. That's what these, these hymns that we sing about makes them so great, because they're magnifying the accomplishments. They're enabling us to exalt the accomplishments together. Okay, so now this brings to close today the study on the 11th accomplishment of the blood of Jesus, a boldness to enter, or if you like, an opening of a closed way. And so let us exalt the accomplishments of the blood of the Lord Jesus in our lives by exalting his accomplishments of removing our sins, Hebrews 9.22, redeeming our souls, 1 Peter 1.18, covering our sins, Leviticus 17.11, reconciling us to God, Ephesians 2.13, cleansing our souls, 1 John 1.17, peace with God, Colossians 1.20, justification, uh, uh, Romans 5 9, making our robes white, Revelation 7 14, sanctifying us, Hebrews 13 12, overcoming, Revelation 12 11. and now boldness to enter, Hebrews 10 19. Father, thank you so much for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, Lord, that one sacrifice for all that gives us a boldness to enter into your presence. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051.
2: Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. Early bird registration, only $99, includes a two day conference pass, meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619 619- 599-1104 1104 Or sign up at ReachIsrael.com That's ReachIsrael.com
0: What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on youtube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org.
2: Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95, and receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, Call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com.